Well, boys, what are you going to sing? The squeezer was not any use. A lemon without any juice. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And you're listening to Boo to a Goose, a podcast about idioms, expressions, and slang. From across the pond. Before we get into the word of the day, or the word of this particular episode, we conduct a little informal poll on our Facebook page. If you haven't already liked our Facebook page, you should totally do this because then you'll be able to participate in these polls as well. Uh, what was the conversation we had that led to this little poll? Well, there's a yellow bird. Yes. That exists in Looney Tunes. Yes. Um, Frequently butts heads with a cat named Sylvester. Correct. We agree that the name of the cat is Sylvester. Yes. Okay. Um, I referred to the bird under a certain name, and Jacob didn't understand what I was talking about. Right. I think he thought I just made it up, and I was like, no, legit, that's what we call it. And right. you were like, no, nobody calls it that. This is just... You being strange. Um, so I was like, I guarantee that people call it this. So I started Googling it and, and there was some presence online for people calling it. Yeah. And then I wondered if it was a British American thing. So we might as well reveal. So we're talking about Tweety. We both agree that just Tweety is... Tweety. Tweety, yes. Oh, but I would refer to them in their full name as Tweety Pie. And I thought that they were called Tweety Bird. So we had this debate for a little while, and then we decided to open it up to right. further audiences. Um, it turns out that most of the people that replied Tweety Pie were British. So what we what we did was we put a picture up of the character, mm-hmm. and then we said, what is the full name of this character? Yep. And what we found was that the British people who responded said Tweety Pie, and the Americans responded Tweety Bird. Yep. I think this is incredibly interesting. Well, Tweety Bird just sounds a bit strange to me. Like, if you buy any merchandise in England with Tweety on it, it's always Tweety Pie. Well... Um, part of why they named it Tweety was because it's a play on Sweetie. It's a little Sweetie. Yeah, and Sweetie Pie. Sweetie Pie's a thing. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that that pun was necessarily something utilized by the American branding people. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, it is just Tweety. I think the cartoons are just called a Sylvester and Tweety cartoon. It's not the Sylvester the Cat and Tweety Bird cartoon. Yeah, or Tweety Pie. Um, but then we also found they, they put out a novelty song mm-hmm. with Mel Blanc singing both parts about the characters. And he says... His name is Tweety Pie in the song. Yeah, and you can get, like, T-shirts and stuff with Tweety Pie on. Mm-hmm. But when I looked, they were sold by, like, Warner Brothers UK. Yeah. So I definitely think it's, like, a purposeful marketing strategy. But something that's quite amusing because you wouldn't think that something like that changed names overseas. It's it's another instance. This is something that comes up all the time in terms of uh, branded products, like media products. Mm-hmm. We can just keep it to, to media for this. Uh is that for for one reason or another, they have different names when they're in the States and when they're in the UK. Yeah. For instance, uh, the guy who wears red and white stripes and is hidden in big pictures and you have to look for him. Oh, sure. You guys call him. I was him... like, are we talking about Dennis the Menace? <laughs> he does wear stripes. Right. You guys call him Where's Wally and Correct. we call him Where's Waldo. Why? I don't know. Or the board game. What's where... wrong with Wally. I I don't know. Well, I don't know which one came first. I believe actually he is European in origin, but he was had a completely different. And Wally name. is a much more common name. Well, but maybe they didn't want to call it Wally because that is a much more common name. Whereas Waldo, nobody's Waldo. You never meet a Waldo in America. No, you don't really meet Ralph Waldo Emerson. Who I don't know who he is. I don't know who that is. I <laughs> but, know the name. But like, what you know, the TV show Where's Wally? 
it had a theme song. It used to go, where, where, where is Wally? Oh, it was like an animated series about the character. Yeah, but it wouldn't sound we... as good. Did it say, where, where, where is Waldo? Never seen it, so I don't know. We'll have to look that theme song up later. Maybe mm. we'll even put it in the episode yeah. as our outro music. Yeah. Yeah, Waldo just doesn't, it doesn't fit with my ears. Where's Wally? Or the board game where you have to solve a murder mystery in a house and you go to the conservatory in the billiard room. Cluedo. We call it Clue. Even the movie was uh, had two different titles and they made a movie of that board game. Yeah, because if you sent that movie out in the UK, everyone would have been like, what? Yeah. Or, uh, oh, I just had another one. Um, The movie, we called it Pirate Radio. You called it The Boat That Rocked. Yeah. We called it and That Zoot- was a British movie. Yeah. We called it Zootopia. You called it Zoopolis. Yeah, that one I don't get. They even had to re-record those lines of dialogue in the... Oh, maybe they didn't in the movie when you guys saw it. I think some of the reasons are copyright issues, but some of them are just, I guess, marketing. Yeah. So we don't know. If you have, uh, one, any insight in any of the ones that we just said, uh, or your own that you would like to uh, have us talk about on the show about why we think they exist, uh, feel free to shoot us a message. Great. In any of the places that you find us. You want to get started on today's word? Let's talk about nicked. Nicked. Yes. Or to nick. Or to nick. Okay, it's a okay. verb. It's a verb, but it has some usages as a noun as mm-hmm. well. So we'll, we'll get into that too. Okay. How have you heard it? What is your understanding of the word nick? Every time I've heard it, it refers to uh, essentially stealing. Like like if you shoplift something, like uh, stealing, like not like... Um, this is in terms of British slang. Right. But yeah. what do you understand of the word nicked outside of British slang? Just as like a word. Do you guys use this as just a, a, a word in, in everyday like... Uh, I, I what know would you who've... think if I said that you'd nicked, you'd nicked yourself or you have a nick? Oh, maybe a scratch? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I, I guess that's another, like that would be the, the, um, so in the noun. Di- version, yeah. Yeah. And in the dictionary, that's the formal use. Oh, okay. A scratch so, or a wound yeah, or something. St- yeah. Like it just means a cut, a scratch or it uh, originally. Well, something super minor. Yeah. It originally meant a notch. Okay. So it didn't just refer to like injury. It could be in, you know, a piece of wood or a furni- like furniture if you, if or a you wall. Carved your initials into a tree. Those yeah. are the nicks. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. But then it got, you know, used to mean um, with people as well. Like I was shaving and I had a nick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just you get did that nicked, recently. You get nick shaving. Remember how bad quite my lip lot. was? Yeah. That was really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Things are um, better now. <laughs> poor you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my tiny violin. <laughs> It really hurt. Life. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Men's pain is a real problem. That's true. Um, that's what this podcast is really about. <laughs> so that's like the first, you know, formal definition of this word. Right. That's what I wanted to start with. But you are completely correct. You went into the slang kind of British definition, mm-hmm. which was, what did you say? To steal. To steal. Or like, and it wouldn't be like a robbery. Like someone, you wouldn't nick something at a robbery. But, like, if you just, like, pickpocketed someone or, like, you know, if you uh, nicked a couple pens from work to use or something. It just means steal. Yeah. And because I think it's informal slang, it's not used in those big cases so much. But you could. Sure. You could nick some diamonds. I mean, I I guess, yeah, you could. Yeah, I like, I think if, if you say I nicked a diamond, what that says to me is that you shook hands with someone wearing a diamond ring and you managed to somehow pop the diamond off and put it, like, you managed to slide a hand like it away. Like Oliver twisting it. Yeah, Are yeah. you just conflating your notions of, like, how people rob in England with the popular musical Oliver, Oliver Twist and, and then the Artful Dodgers? I'll have you know, I was thinking of the uh, hit thriller crime drama Ocean's 8. 
Is that set in England? No. Oh. It's, it's the one. It's the ladies' oceans movie. Then what are you talking about? That's they nicked a bunch of diamonds. Oh, sure. Okay. That's what the movie's about. I don't understand how this relates to British slang. I'm, I'm not the the slang that they nicked diamonds. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then again, that's so much more of a formal operation. I think of nicked as being so much smaller. Like yeah, Oliver Twist. Sure, I wasn't thinking of Oliver Twist, but you got to pick a pocket or two. Am I right? <laughs> well, it just means to steal. Yeah, sure. So it could be used in all of these contexts. Right. I think maybe it's used in more smaller contexts, um, lesser, I don't know, stealing to a lesser extent because it's slang. Nick isn't grand larceny. And it's informal. Yeah. Yeah. But it does mean to take, to steal, to mm-hmm. steal something. I guess you could nick somebody's, could you nick somebody's car? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, sure. Oh God, yeah. People are always like, yeah, my car's been nicked. Okay. Yeah, common common expression in the UK. Not that our cars are taken all the time, <laughs> but but yeah, that would be. Did perfectly you grow up acceptable. in San Andreas? What is this? <laughs> grew up in London. Right. <laughs> um, How's the radio stations? Are they really good? <laughs> it's mo- mostly private. Oh sure. Um, private? What am I talking about? P- um, pirate. Pirate radio. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so. That's one of the slang meanings. There mm-hmm. are many other usages of this word in slang. Mm-hmm. Do you know any more of them? I can't say that I do. Have you ever heard it on a British TV show? Maybe a police TV show? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard what the police officer says to somebody? Oh, like when someone's been arrested, they've been nicked. Exactly. Okay, yeah, that yeah. is a thing, yeah. Yeah. We, so... we nicked him for graffiti. Exactly, okay. yeah. So police officers will say, you're nicked. Mm-hmm. You're nicked, sunshine, or whatever they want to say. Mm-hmm. And they cuff him and they take him away. Or even, also frequently, the criminal will be saying to his friends, yeah, they nicked me. They, exactly. They caught me around the corner and they nicked yeah. me. Yeah, I got nicked for, uh-huh. I don't know, drug dealing. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Um, yeah, so it means to arrest or apprehend. Sure. And then the fourth thing that it means in British slang, which kind of ties into both of these, mm-hmm. which is a little confusing because it also means that, um, it also means prison. Oh, the Nick. To go to the Nick. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So you could literally put a sentence that I was nicked for nicking a pen and then they put me in the Nick. Right. And yeah. then while I was in there, somebody took a knife and nicked me. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. So those are the confusing confusing de- definitions around um around Nick. There's one more that I want to say. There's another one that comes up when we um start to look at the origin, but there's one more common usage still around today um that British people might say. Have you ever heard someone say if something's in good Nick? No. Or bad Nick? No. Okay. That just means condition or state. Oh, okay. So you'd say, I bought this used car the other day. It was in good nick. Mm-hmm. Our car's in good nick. Our car's in pretty good nick. Yeah, we just got a car, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's and it's used. Yeah. But it's in good nick. It's used, but it's in good nick. Yeah. Well, you might be like, oh, I bought this jumper off eBay. Thought it'd be all right, but it was in pretty bad nick. Mm. It means like the quality, the condition, or the state of the right. item. Okay, so let's stretch it out again. Yeah. I nicked a car that was in good nick. <laughs> But then they nicked me, put me in the nick, <laughs> and then while in there, I got nicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody nicked me with a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Th- there's your five definitions. Okay, there. great. Use them in a sentence. One long sentence. Well yeah. <laughs> um, but you said there's one more. There's one more. Let's do it. Let's see if we can get the full six in one sentence. But this sentence. isn't commonly used anymore. Okay. So I, I'd never, for example, I'd never heard of this. Okay. 
I'd never heard of this definition. So I think we should bring it up when we talk about the origin. Okay. Because it, it goes way back. So um, it's, it was hard to find the origin. There's not a clear origin of how and how these words tie together. A lot of people are saying like, so if Nick means to steal or take, mm-hmm. then being nicked as in being arrested is quite similar, right? Because the police officer's taking You're being it. taken, yeah. You're being taken. So that kind of people were drawing a conclusion of those ideas, you know, being similar. Sure. That the usage of the word has kind of just changed in, in, in its context, but it, it still has a similar meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, or nicked, as in sh- short for, are you going to the nicked? So going to the nicked. So what that means is, <laughs> saying nick so many times, I'm like confusing myself. <laughs> right, but like, it's lost all meaning. If you've it's been... also a basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> and a popular boy's name. Right. Um, but if you've been nicked, as in arrested, mm-hmm. is that just a change of words from calling the prison the nick? As in, like, if you're going to the Nick, the prison, uh, and being nicked, has it come from that? Like, which uh, way round is that? Yeah. Because there's an obvious tie there. Sure. I mean, and I would imagine that um, a person being, like, I mean, just because it's my familiarity, I would think that it's the being, taking something. Because, like, it's almost automatopoetic, right? Mm-hmm. If you nick something, then it almost, like, this, you could hear the sound nick when you, like, pull it, you yeah. know, when you take it. So I would think that that comes from, that led to, getting arrested being nicked and then that led to the prison being nicked is that the case i'm not giving you a right answer here because okay. it's very very blurry in my research okay these are all things that were thrown out as possibilities when i read up on it sure um and could nick come from a shallow hole so the idea that you've nicked your skin mm-hmm. or cut yourself that's thought to have originated from a definition of um nick as a word meaning shallow hole in wall or like notches. Mm-hmm. So somebody even proposed that Nick being tied to prison or arrests has come from the idea of people putting notches in the wall to count down their days mm. or in the bedpost. That one sounds fun, but I, I think it's probably actually the least plausible. Well, but you said uh, you said earlier, the first definition you said was it had to do with notches. Exactly. So, okay, so, so if so... we're going back to the formal definition of the word, which is notches, oh. and that comes from actually like a small crevice in, in a wall. Right. Um, as opposed to like, it came to mean something smaller, like a notch, but originally it meant like a crevice in a in, in a wall, as in a prison, like a small hole in the wall is a prison, right? Oh. Or a jail cell. Or it could be attributed to the notches that prisoners made to count down their days. Right, like in Shawshank. Yeah. Or no, not, yeah, yeah. Did uh, they do that in Shawshank? No, he, no. he carves a hole. He carves a nick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big nick. It's a big nick. It's a big enough nick to get him out of there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All this is so confusing. Yeah. But anyway, so... It gets a bit confusing because of all the different uh, spoilers definitions. Spoilers for the film The Shawshank Redemption, by the way, everybody. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, right. watch it. Um, it's meant to be one of the best movies of all time and all those I bl- lists. I, last I checked, I believe on IMDb, it's still the number one on IMDb. Yeah, yeah great and, movie. And I watched it for the first time with you during lockdown, I think, since quarantine started. Yeah, because I was like, how have you not watched this movie? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And then I watched it and I thought it was really good. Um, so it gets a little bit confusing about where these all come from. Okay, so those are some propositions that were put out there on the internet, but they didn't have any evidence to back Mm -hmm. them up. So I'll talk about what we do know from some evidence. So the Oxford English Dictionary says that the use of the noun Nick in the sense of a prison, especially um, 
a police station, like a prison and police station. They say it actually comes from Australia. And it was first published, um, its first published reference was in the Sydney Slang Dictionary in 1882, which defines the Nick as a jail. Ah, okay, so this goes back to the 1882. So, Fairly so they're actually saying that words. it came over from Australia, the Oxford English Dictionary. Okay. In 1882. But if we go back, Nick has been used, so it didn't start with this idea of prison. That came later. Mm-hmm. That definition came later. That's probably the most modern definition. We re- rewind the clock a little bit. Um, the verb Nick used was used since the 16th century in a sense to trick or cheat or defraud. So I think that that's possibly where the idea of to steal came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was more general. It just means tricking someone or cheating them. Um, and it's, it's first reference in the Oxford in- English Dictionary is from 1576. Wow. Yeah. So way back then, it was just like to f- Just meant to someone. trick or defraud somebody. Oh. And it you got used later in the 17th century to mean to catch unaware or apprehend. So like arrest. Uh-huh. You're catching somebody unaware. Um, and it wasn't until the early 19th century that Nick also meant to steal or pilfer. Okay, so it used to just mean like... Con anyone in any way. Yeah, it just used to mean cheat or defraud or con. Mm-hmm. And then it got meant, then it means to catch somebody unaware, which is kind of similar. Right. And then it transformed into the early 19th century to mean steal. The other interesting thing, and this is the last definition of the word Nick that I didn't know, mm-hmm. is that old Nick, or later just the word Nick, has been used as the name for the devil oh. since the 17th century. Did you know that? I, I've I've heard that. That's that's like uh, <laughs> sometimes in the various like fantasy fiction or oh, speculative literature sure. that I've read, people talk about like how the devil has a billion. And he, you know, the devil has he's. I mean, ign- ignoring the fact that potentially these different terms refer to different people, but you have like Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, the devil. Mm. You know, and then there's all these, all these, all these different ones. Hades, even for, if you're looking at different. Uh, um, different storytelling pantheons and religions and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, old Nick. Yeah, that's like, of course. I mean, really, if you go back, if you look at any uh, observance, I'm sure that there's the name, any, most names can be attributed at some point to a force of it. Because the devil is just the the, the concept of evil. You, correct. Yeah. But I mean, this seems quite specific that the, the people since the mid 17th century used to say old Nick to refer to the devil. Right. Yeah. Like it's in my reading, it seemed as common as like, what we would say like Satan or Lucifer now as mm-hmm. names that people would recognize. Hmm. I was quite surprised by that. So um, there you go. If you know anyone called Nick, watch out. But then you have jolly old Saint Nick. Oh, the Father Christmas is Nick yeah. too. Oh, that maybe that's when it died out because people maybe. were like, we can't, we can't be talking about the devil and Father Christmas. If you rearrange the word Santa, you get Satan. <laughs> coincidence well i don't know we don't call him santa in england he is father christmas Christmas. and in other parts of europe he's saint nicholas yes i think saint nicholas like i mean the the the, god we could do a whole episode just on (laughs) the the santa mythology because there's so many different things that had to get inflated to create what we currently consider because i mean the the concept of father christmas and the concept of saint nicholas and the concept of santa claus and the concept of sinterklaus Mm. and uh um chris kringle and 
Papa Noel and all these different things all sort of became conflated and like some grew out of other ones. It's very, very interesting. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the use of old Nick to refer to the devil sort of died out and we were like, oh no, he like brings presents now. <laughs> so let's like... The devil brings presents Yeah, now. let's Still like... Still in red. <laughs> <laughs> and then that is potentially because of Coca-Cola. It's a whole oh, thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and some people would refer to Coca-Cola as the devil. Who? Dentists? No, they, they've made big human rights abuses. Oh, right. The company, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not the beverage. Not the beverage. Yeah. Anyway, um, so according to the Oxford English Dictionary, there's no convincing explanation of how Nick became associated with the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do conclude that there's a couple of theories. That one, that Nick comes from Machiavelli's first name, Niccolo. Do you know anything about Machiavelli? I don't. I didn't even know he had a first name. I just figured he was like Cher. You thought he, you thought Machiavelli was like Cher? He has a fantastic singing career? <laughs> and looks really good into old age? Right. Yeah, and was in the second Mamma Mia movie. And is a gay movie, icon? But... <laughs> I mean, depending on the gay people you ask, Machiavelli could be a gay icon. He really isn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think maybe according to some homophobic people you ask, they might say Machiavelli is a gay icon. Well, Machiavelli is commonly associated with like manipulating people, right? Yeah, so um, I had to look this up because I got... I knew That's that... why you pulled up Machiavelli on your computer. I was like, what does that have to do with it? I, I legitimately did not know that Machiavelli had a first name. I knew that he was a writer and I knew that he was a philosopher mm-hmm. and, a the- and a social theorist. But what I actually didn't know is that um, he ad- apparently... Oh, into the mic. He, he advised... Um, he was seen as a teacher of evil because some of the things that oh, he advised God. in his writings... Um, was kind of he basically i I don't want to dumb it down too far because i'm sure people will be like that's not exactly right what he said in his writings but um sorry there's a lot a lot happening on wikipedia he gave um evil recommendations for people to maintain power he basically said it was okay for people to use um deception treachery treachery and crime in order to um stay in power in politics that was one of his advisements in his writing so he was seen as as somebody who was who was quite evil he oh was okay. seen as the um teacher of evil some oh gosh i've never read this sentence this is quite funny it's often said to have paved the way to modern republicanism <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay no, 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 i take back what i said about my because i think of like i'd say that machiavelli from a modern standpoint in the same way that like one thing that always irritates me, I, and I had to bring up Harry Potter on this show, but, you know, one thing is, like, when people identify, say that, like, oh, the coolest house is Slytherin, I think I'm going to have Slytherin. Slytherin are Nazis. But when people say that the things that they're doing are Machiavellian, when you look at the things that Machiavelli, like, purported or, yeah, it, um, Ma- oh, this is interesting. Machiavelli considered political battles not through a lens of morality, but as though they are a board game with established rules. His experience showed him that politics has always been played with deception, treachery, and crime. Yeah, that's like aspects of it. And so I, I essentially, I guess what the boiling, what this is boiling down to is that, oh, so Machiavelli considered that, okay, you want me to read the highlighted part? Sure. He also notably said that a ruler who is establishing a kingdom or a republic and is criticized for his deeds, including violence, should be excused when the intention and the result is beneficial. Oh, my God. But I don't think, I mean, some people, the people read it differently, and I think we're, we're kind of dumbing it down a little bit. And I think that, you know, that there's probably angles that you could look at this where he's kind of saying, maybe being somewhat utilitarian and saying, 
it's the greatest good for the greatest number. The needs of the many, uh, yeah, etc. But you know, um, the point for the point of of this um, Oxford English Dictionary association with the devil, right? We have to understand that a certain proportion of the population at any given time mm-hmm. have linked his teachings to evil. Because mm-hmm. they've disagreed with them. And because his first name is, what is it, Niccolo? Niccolo. Niccolo. That's where Nick comes from. That, the, the, the idea of Nicked being a cruel or selfish act yeah. sort of ties into Machiavelli in this way. Okay, interesting. Oh, and he was from Florence. <laughs> um, another uh, theory just says that Nick is short for inequity. Inequity? Inequity. Oh, iniquity. Is that the same as inequity? We're looking it up. Uh, I mean, it's, it's spelled the same, except instead of an E, it, it, like equity, you know, like things being imbalanced. Immoral or grossly unfair behavior. Oh, okay. Then that's not the same as inequity. All right. Iniquity. Iniquity. Immoral or grossly unfair behavior. Wow. Very, uh, that's very interesting. Okay. Wow. So nicked is just when you're doing bad stuff, when you're stealing a car or stabbing someone with a knife or carving your initials into a tree or... Going to prison. It's just, these are bad things. Yeah, I think that um, the the person who wrote that article and who linked it to the previous definitions of Nick and the devil um, basically said that there was no clear way in looking at how the word has evolved to mean all these other things. Mm-hmm. But they've obviously got some kind of uh, similarity in, in being associated with, like, evil, I guess, or wrongdoing. Okay. And maybe that's how it, it became tied to the prison system. Huh. Or stealing. Well, this is an incredibly interesting episode. Yeah. I think. No real answers there on the whole origin front, but... But it is cool to see, like, all these different things that... I'm sure that people use all of these terms separately, and now to see, well, they, they have kind of a tying theme. And I've used a lot of the... I've pretty much used all of the, apart from the devil one, the five definitions we first spoke about for mm-hmm. Nick... And until someone writes them down or uses all of them in the same sentence, you don't realize how preposterous the English language is. (laughs) How is somebody meant to come to England and understand what's going on if we're using the same four letters, the same four letter word Uh to mean so many different things in so many different contexts? Yeah. Well, now that you know all of these, you can use them all interchangeably however you like. Mm. And now you can, uh, once again, the purpose of this podcast is to ruin parties. <laughs> so when we can have parties again, you should let people know, oh, I've noticed that you just nicked a tortilla chip from the table. Did you know <laughs> that that means that you love the devil? Everybody try and see how many times they can use Nick in a sentence. Yeah, try it out. See how, yeah. how many, di- using the different definitions. Nick. Nicked. The Nick. The Nick. Nicking. <laughs> And old Nick. Yeah. <laughs> old Nick Machiavelli. Old Nick Mac. Oh, gosh. Nick Mac Paddywhack. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Boo to a Goose. Um, you can f- be sure to follow us on Facebook if you would like to participate in any of our weird Looney Tunes related <laughs> polls. Uh, or just get up general updates about the show or other... If we like, Yeah, I think we're going to be using it more as like if we have questions and we want to get both British and American responses. We're going to be using it every time me and Jacob have an argument. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. We'll, yeah. we'll ask about your anything. opinion. About your, yeah. your opinion on everything. Which yeah. coffee table do you guys like more? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when, uh, I, I think if, you, if you'd like to chime in on those sort of things or just see what people uh, have to say, uh, even international opinions. I mean, we tied this into Australia a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And uh, really... Although my uncle was born and bred in England. 
Sure. Well, I'm no. I'm saying that this. I'm not talking oh, about that. I'm this. saying that because we mentioned Australia in this particular episode. Okay. Yes, we we have received input from. Uh, thank you very much for listening, Mike Ward. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate your input, and yeah. So we may also get some uh, some very interesting Australian color. Yeah. Uh, which hey, really, any English speaking country has has its own English language slang. Oh yeah, wanna, definitely. We want to hear all of it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, and yeah, you know, send us an email at Budugus Podcast at gmail.com and like our Facebook page and wherever you are choosing to listen to Boo to a Goose, um, please give us a rating and a like and uh, a review if possible and just share us out with your friends uh, because we would, if, if you can think of any, I mean, we talked about six different definitions, six sort of seven definitions yeah. for the word Nick. If you think we left any out, uh, besides, unless your name is Nick. If your name is Nick and you're like, you left me out, we know. And we did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> everyone listening whose name is Nick. And if you think he's talking about me, I am. Uh, yeah, if you can think of any more that we left out, we'll address those in a future episode as well. Great. Um, uh, thank you very much. I'm trying to remember the outro. This has been another episode of Voodoo a Goose. I'm Jacob. And remember. <laughs> Nobody says potato. <laughs> we screwed it up. Bye, everybody. <laughs>is produced by Will Scoville as a part of the Comedio Network. Thanks to Hannah Wardle for the art and Max Abrams for the theme song, She Couldn't Say Boo to a Goose. Send any questions or comments to boo-to-a-goose-podcast at gmail.com. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romaine. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at SupDocPodcast.